Welcome back to the Doncast, a podcast all about Doncaster. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Di Rogers, the Lakeside Village Shopping Centre Manager. We discuss the catastrophic year that retail has just experienced, how some businesses and brands have been able to adapt throughout that year, and then we end it on all of the positives about how people are making a comeback and what incredible events and other things we've got to look forward to for the rest of this year. As always, the Doncast is brought to you by Market Asset Management, the market operators. Just before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to bring your attention to Saturday the 12th of June at Doncaster Market. We have the Young Traders Market happening and we want everybody in Doncaster to come out and support the young entrepreneurs attending. Young business people aged 16 to 30 will be showcasing their business at Doncaster Market in the hope that they get chosen to be put forward to a regional final for Yorkshire and Humber in partnership with the NMTF, the National Markets Trading Federation. And that regional final is being held right here in Doncaster as well. There's then the opportunity to reach the national finals and really put their business on a huge national platform. Applications are now closed, but this is a call out for everybody listening, everybody watching that lives in and around Yorkshire to come and support these local entrepreneurs on the day. Saturday the 12th of June at Doncaster Market. See you down there. One thing Di and I forgot to mention in today's episode as well, we will get there, I promise. Lakeside Shopping Village is actually celebrating 25 years this year. I actually remember it opening when I was a kid. I know that shocked some of you. Yeah, I am older than 25. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Enjoy it. Lovely. So it's Di, yeah? Yes. That's what we're going with. Di from Lakeside. (laughs) If you call me Diane, I think I'm in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, Di, how I start these podcasts is um, I get you to introduce who you are and what you do because you know you better than I do. So, okay. who are you and what do you so, do? So, uh, my name's Di Rogers. I'm the centre manager at Lakeside Village Shopping Outlet um, down near the lake and I've been doing that job for nearly two years now. Yeah? Yeah. What's it like up there? Have you enjoyed it? Do you know, I absolutely love it and I wish I'd taken a job like this years ago so I've always worked in retail from being 13 um, and my previous job was a store manager with Marks and Spencers so I know retail inside out Um, but doing this job has just been I just love every single day because every day is different literally nothing is ever the same I can go from a men's urinal being blocked to (laughs) an old lady that needs some help um, you know in a shop to um, the plants have died to just it, it literally covers everything. It's yeah. so interesting. Good. So interesting. Yeah, That's, I absolutely love it. I, I like that because similar to me already, a similarity yeah. where my job, I'm doing something different every day. Today yeah. I'm being a podcast host and then earlier on I was doing some letting, showing people around mm-hmm. places. Then I'll be doing some social media later on. There's always something different to be doing. I, being from Doncaster all my life, have you lived in Doncaster all No, your life? I'm actually from Wakefield originally. Right. Uh, but I live in Barnsley now. I've lived in Barnsley for about 15 years. Yeah, so, so. what? so what's that like then um, coming from Wakefield, living in Barnsley and working in Doncaster? How do you see how Doncaster is as a town so as a town um I really like Doncaster I always already always have um so I was the manager at the Max and Spencer's outlet um and that was my first role with Max and Spencer's sort of 12 13 years ago so I have kind of always migrated back to Doncaster um and as a town I think very similar to Wakefield it's a lovely down-to-earth market town the people are the salt of the earth you know everybody's lovely um, and it's a really nice, inviting environment to come and work. Yeah. So when you're not 
when you're not working, are you? Do you ever come round Doncaster doing different things in not Doncaster? Not very often. I have come to the Wool Market mm. oh, um, for some food. Um, <laughs> But yeah, generally, um, I either potter around at home with my dog, yeah. um, or my sister and the rest of my family are more Wakefield and Leeds based, so I go yeah. over that side as well. Yeah, good. I I do think just slightly off topic, Doncaster. I always look at Leeds, places like Leeds and mm. Sheffield, because they're cities, and Doncaster's still only a town. And I do often think we can compete with those mm. places in some in some aspects. Yeah. And and the way that I see Doncaster conversations I've had on this podcast with various different people that are helping move Doncaster forward. I do see a lot where I think we will be competing with these cities, if not already, in a lot of places. So, like you're saying, I do think Doncaster is a really good place yeah. to be. I'm really interested to talk to you because, obviously, your extensive experience in retail. Retail's had an absolute shocker of a 12 months. It's through been, obviously no fault of its yeah, own, we yeah, all know. It's been very tough. What, what If you just talk to me a little bit about like the challenges that the last 12 months has brought to Lakeside Village in particular and like how you've been navigating this whole mad 12 <laughs> months really. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been very challenging to say the least. So I've been extremely lucky compared to other people in that I've worked all the way through it, although I've worked from home. Um, that in itself has challenges because it's quite difficult to manage a shopping centre that's not open. Yeah. <laughs> a great deal to do. Um, so I've done quite a lot of project work and some training and things like that. So that's kind of how I've coped with it. But the centre, um, kind of coming out of the first lockdown, was a bit of an eye-opener because we had to learn how to do everything completely from scratch. So how to make the centre safe, all the government guidelines that you had to follow, um, putting in one-way systems, making sure we'd got hand sanitizer gel, that we'd got new cleaning regimes put in place. And, we'd, you know, we're not a massive team. Mm. Um, my sort of cleaning security team, there's not loads of us, but they all had loads more work to do. And obviously getting the centre ready to open, it took us a good probably three or four weeks just to put everything in place. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't external companies doing, in, doing that for us. Me and my deputy were in every single day. Yeah. Um, doing spray paint, doing stickers, doing, you know, putting all the social distancing measures in place, all the signage, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we did it all. And actually, it gave us a really good insight into, we really had to know the government guidelines inside out. Yeah. So we were, when we did open, we were totally comfortable that, that the environment was safe. I mean, we're very lucky in that we're an outdoor centre as well. So we have a lot of outdoor space. Yeah. That it's quite easy for us to follow the social distancing guidelines because we have wide mouths. Um, we don't need to open doors and windows because we're already outside. Um, so that was really lucky for us. And actually, when we reopened in June, um, we were really pleasantly surprised at the number of customers that we got. Oh, um, some sectors really suffered. So um, sort of more formal clothing, ladies and men's formal clothing really suffered because no, there was no weddings, there was no racing, all that kind uh, of that thing. Makes sense. So, I mean... They have really, really struggled, yeah. really struggled. You don't always think of that sort of no, stuff, do you? No, But yeah, and it, it makes again, complete sense. Yeah, it's not until something like, well, obviously this is completely unprecedented, but until something like that happens, it would have never even occurred to me. I just thought, well, I buy women's clothes, so when the shops are open, I'll go back and buy women's clothes. Yeah. But if you're predominantly uh, wedding outfits or, um, you know, holiday outfits, cruises, that kind of thing, um, and that's not happening, mm. then, you know, where are they, what are they going to buy when they yeah. come in? Um, you know, such as Next and Max and Spencer's, you get your good basics in. But if you're thinking about Roman or class that are, are much more formal wear or nice casual wear, um, you're not going anywhere, so you haven't got no. anything to buy for. No, I remember I once did a video for uh, the racers, mm. and part of the video was going to Lakeside Village, and I can't remember the shop I went in because there's a couple that did men's suits and stuff, yeah. and I had to go and buy my suit with a certain budget and all that type yeah. of stuff. But like you're saying, yeah. 
who's gone out and bought a suit these yeah. last 12 months? You don't so, need one. You know, Scopes and Suit Direct are menswear shops. Um, their sort of big trade, obviously, is when the ledger's happening in mm. September. So their August is like Christmas. Yeah. So to not have that, because there was no races going on, it, it just was... Uh, Absolutely soul destroying, it really yeah. was. And having to go in and see those guys every week and try and keep them motivated, and you know, when they've hardly got any customers coming in. Yeah, I find that really tricky mm. because obviously we've got some similarities where it's not, obviously not my main job being on site all mm. the time, but I do speak with a lot of traders yeah. around our market. Yeah. So when it comes to retail, um, obviously the food. Um, the food side of it, the butchers, gringos, they were able to work right the way through yeah. and actually saw, in most cases, an uplift mm-hmm. in custom because every, especially that first lockdown that we had where the supermarkets kind of fell flat on the face, yes. <laughs> our butchers and stuff, your yeah. proper, you know, your uh, proper meat that you can get around here and stuff, and the supply chains that they've got were really strong. Yeah. So we saw an uplift. So, so there was a, uh, is there ever a silver lining with mm. a pandemic? I don't know. Yeah. But if there was, that was <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, in terms of retail, so as I'm getting, getting around talking to all different types of business owners some people are like you know we're doing all right yeah. in this yeah. which it, they don't want to say out mm. loud but it's happening yeah and others like you say to try and keep them motivated and go no please try and keep going because yeah. at the end of the day it's a livelihood if you've got a, a shop whether it be a market stall or a huge uh, shop at, at lakeside yeah. your entire life is i need to get customers in yeah. and there's no customers yeah. and now I'm being told stay positive yeah. and stuff yeah. it must be so difficult and it, and it was really hard so we like to do a lot of things on social media mm. to help so stores that are not doing particularly well or need a bit of support or they might have a really good offer on um, so we were trying to support them with social media but actually it wasn't making any difference because nobody wanted that product mm. so it, you know it was really really challenging the other thing I found really hard from a personal point of view is that I am very strong on building relationships with the brands on my site, so I know everybody. Yeah. So to see a business not doing so well or that might potentially fail and they could lose their jobs, they're my friends. Yeah. And I, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs or... So emotionally, it was, it's, you know, it's been quite a tough journey for me and my team. Yeah, it is. And, and like you were saying earlier as well, the fact that I, I think that's some of the stuff that people don't generally see. We all know that that shops have had a mare and and there's been you know there's been difficult things but people like yourself who have worked continually through and you're having to put stickers on the floor and spray paint here and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff have you found though do you feel and i I hate the fact that this is a thing but it has felt easier like the the new normal has quickly become just normal like putting your face mask on now and stuff like that for 99 percent of people i imagine it's kind of just second nature now i don't really think about it myself but have you found preparing the center has got a little easier as restrictions have changed massively so i think just because we've done it so first lockdown obviously massive learning curve second lockdown was only a short one so it wasn't too bad but this last one we literally came in the week before to prep because everything was all still in place nothing really had changed we'd done it all before the stores had done it all before so we we supplied the stores with like a a pre-opening checklist Mm -hmm. just all the basics operationally you know run your taps flush your toilet switch your fridge back on make sure you've got a float in your till all those things that you know when people are coming back and they might be a bit stressed just little nudges and reminders to make sure that they've got all those things done but because we'd done it twice before this time it was a lot easier. It was just like, yeah, there's my keys open, get the doors yeah. open, get the customers in. It's, so It's so awful that that we're saying that. Exactly, Because exactly. none of this it's is normal. It's just bizarre. None Absolutely of it's normal bizarre. at all. Um, so now we've got that bit out of the way, <laughs> I want to switch it up to be more positive. What sort of um, 
positives have come from this. Into I, I don't know if uh, if if it'll be the same here, but we've got like a lot of traders that never really thought about social media as much, and mm. then all of a sudden now they're all over it because we've had twelve months where if you're not, then you. It's difficult yeah, to get any customers. Yeah. Um, some have introduced delivery services that they never had before. Have you seen any uh, any of your companies that have adapted and maybe brought in new things? So one of the, the homeware stores did click and collect um, through the close down, which they've never done before. Um, and that was really good for them. They just opened one day just for four hours um, and customers would come in. They'd already ordered their stock online. Uh, so they had to adapt their website slightly so customers could actually order and pay for things online and then come and collect them on a Tuesday. So they benefited from doing that. Um, but they're really the only ones. Everybody else that offered click and collect, so such as Max and Spencer's, the store didn't open because there's other stores yeah. where customers in Doncaster could, could go and pick up Wheatley Hall Road in town centre. Um, so... Next did click and collect for a bit, and then their sort of sales just tailed off, so they decided not to bother anymore. It's it's a difficult balance weighing up between mm. cost of staff and opening your shop for and deliveries coming compared to how much money you're making doing that click and collect service. Yeah. Um, Holland and Barrett and Grape Tree stayed open, so they traded all the way through um, both the last two lockdowns. Um, so they did okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously the food retailers stayed open as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think social media, I think from our point of view, we've probably done a lot more, not necessarily more posts, but we're thinking more about the quality of the posts Yeah. because we want engagement from customers. There's no point just flooding social media with stuff yeah. because <laughs> people just don't read it. So we're thinking more about quality and we're trying to build our Instagram followers as well yeah so oh that's great to hear because obviously a big part as people will know now after listening to me bang on on all these episodes and stuff <laughs> a big part of my job is the social media yeah. that's the main part of my job and i absolutely love it and i believe in it more than ever and obviously the last 12 months has been one of them where i'm like you know i, I would never say that i told you so no one knew this would come in but it, it has highlighted the importance and the things that i've been telling as a particular local independent business as well i'm like get on social media and, and and like you're saying about the the quality of the posts and stuff what i really like there is that you use the word engagement yeah. so so sometimes people will think the quality doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a thousand pound camera to take a no. great photo no. it's just thinking about it the the value that the content has for the person at the other end, like the the quality of it yeah. to that person, yeah. not necessarily it's the best photo in the world. Because I'm uh, I'm very up on, uh, or I, I like to push people towards the vlog style video. So yeah. if you're on Instagram, like like for you as well, yeah. actually, it's just popped my head. I'm like <laughs> yeah. uh, thinking about the behind the scenes of the day in the life of what it takes mm. to run a, a retail shopping village that yeah. you've got that's interesting mm. I'd, I'd definitely find that <laughs> interesting um sticking with the more positive things now because we are seeing a way out with this roadmap yeah what sort of things have lakeside got on in terms of event because i know you're usually very good at putting events on we are in the, in the space that you've got what's coming for the rest of the so year so we're very excited we just had a meeting uh this week or well, that last week so um guide dogs is going to be our charity of the year so it would have launched in january had we been open unfortunately yeah. we weren't so we're, we're launching it on the 31st of May which is the next bank holiday um, and we're having a doggy week Right. so on that bank holiday Monday you can come down to the centre and we've got a professional photographer there who will take a doggy portrait for you for a wow. small charitable fee Yes. Um, and then I think we're going to run a competition linked with that as well so you can win a prize if you, you post it on social media wow but, I like uh, that. We're a really dog-friendly centre and loads of our customers come down with their dogs. So, yeah, it'll be really nice to, yeah. to start sort of the event season with something. We have... It's been a really difficult balance of 
do we put something on which might encourage an awful lot of people to come, which we don't want, but obviously we want customers to come back. So when we did reopen, it was just a very soft opening. We didn't do anything spectacular. There was no balloons. There was no fireworks. We just opened the doors. Um, And actually the customers have come back in droves. Our footfall has been immense. So we we, we having to compare our figures against 2019 and we're double digit every week on footfall, which is just, and it's so lovely to walk around the centre and just see people, big smiles on their faces. They've got a coffee in the hand. They've got the dog walk. um, They've got shopping bags and not just one. They've got three and four shopping bags. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just, a number of times I've just gone and stood and just watched yeah, everybody milling about and laughing and joking. Oh, it's been super. It yeah. really has been super. That is really good. I, I think that's a really smart move as well. Um, not that I thought any less, but <laughs> the fact that you've got the lake yeah. literally over the road yeah. where almost everyone in Doncaster seems to want to walk the dog yeah. around it or go for walks and stuff. So linking that in with yeah. that is absolutely brilliant. I remember, is there any plans... I don't know whether there will because it might be a bit too soon to bring back anything like the beach that uh, that we spoke. Just for people watching, I did a video a couple of years ago with Lakeside where you had an entire beach that kids could play on. And it had, uh, I mean, I don't know, this year's probably a bit too soon. So things like that are great, aren't they? It's not announced yet. However, we are bringing back our crazy golf. Oh, is that allowed uh, to go out on this in a couple of probably weeks? Probably not. I might get killed by me, marketing <laughs> manager. But I'll let you know before it, it goes out. It's booked, so it's yeah, happening. Cool. We've paid for it, so it is happening. Good. Um, and we're also looking to bring the ping pong parlour back as well. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, we've had loads of interest from um, lots of retailers to take units, pop-up shops and that kind of thing. So we have got quite a few empty units. Obviously, we, we you know, a few retailers have suffered, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a few stores closed. But we've had a lot of interest from retailers to open up shops. Um, it's not something that happens very quickly, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, um, it would be nice to get some units filled. But when we do have void units, we'll be able to put the, the ping pong parlour back in. Yeah. So And that's always been really popular. Yeah. Um, and we've also just booked our summer cinema as well. So that's ah, coming back. I was going to ask that because yeah. that's one thing yeah. that I all, when I think about events at Lakeside, because it, years and years ago, I've lived in Doncaster all my life. Lakeside used to be, oh, it's just a few extra shops mm-hmm. from just out of the, of the town centre. And then all of a sudden it become actually there's there's loads there and yeah. then you've got things like uh, Costa and yeah. different places like yeah. that then KFC is there uh, McDonald's is there mm-hmm. now and and all of a sudden it's all built up into a really good place where you can go and spend yeah. several hours mm-hmm. you can have a, have a bite to eat do a bit of shopping and stuff and then and then what I noticed in the last maybe five years or so it might have been a bit longer but from my knowledge the events mm-hmm. I, I do actually think when I think Lakeside I think oh I bet they've got some on in yeah. summer and and I think mm-hmm. that's obviously credit to your marketing team yeah, and, and yeah. The, the old team that you've got because yeah. um, I do think about the I did a strong man I went there for the strong oh, yes, man that yeah, time where they were yeah. lifting cars up and stuff yeah. so yeah there's loads going on so yeah. I, I really hope that um, obviously this year everyone's doing what they can yeah. where they can and obviously we've had big budget cuts as well yeah you know, when you when you're closed you can't spend any money so no that's um, it but yeah so the summer cinema we're just doing for. Thursdays in August, but again, that's all booked and paid for, so yeah. that will be happening. Do, do you know what films will be on? No, we've asked customers to vote, so if you go on Facebook, oh, yeah. they can nominate what films they want to watch. One of them will be a doggy film. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, oh, that's great. I've got a, a question that, um, that that I just threw in there. I've just thought, thought of one in my head, actually. If you could bring any one big brand shop, or whatever it is, to Lakeside... Would it be? You're wearing it. Adidas. Yeah. Adidas. Yeah. So we used I'd to have an Adidas that. shop. 
many years ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was quite a small one, so it closed. But yeah, it would be lovely to get another sports. Yeah. To be honest, New Balance, Nike, anything like that, but just to have another sports shop on yeah. site would be super. Well, if you're listening, Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. Bit of free advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'd love that because I literally wear yeah. Adidas all the time. Yeah. So it, it's that's lovely. I always end... We've been going for a good few minutes here. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I could talk yeah, to you forever too. about retail. <laughs> um, because I think we, we've got a lot of similarities in the, yeah. the jobs that we do. Um, I, I like the the differences. Are, uh, we've got a lot of local independents. Mm. And you obviously help manage some bigger yeah. bigger names, if you like, like you say, Marks and Spencer's next, that type of stuff. Um, so there's a few differences there. Um, and, and I like that that we've spoke about some positivity, like things yeah. are happening now. Yeah. Like you've got events coming back, shops are opening. Like you said, several of them have been able to stay open. Yeah. And I do want to get that across on the podcast to people listening that, of course, it's been a terrible year for mm. a lot of people. Retail's um, had a real kick in the balls, if you like. <laughs> um, but it, things are coming back. Yeah. It's really positive. I'm really happy that, that um, you're getting a lot of inquiries for, for empty spaces mm. as yeah. well um, because that's a positive. It shows that people are really bouncing back. Um, I like to end the podcast by, by asking every guest, if you were to start your own business or shop and bring it to Doncaster Market or work for one that's already here, who would you choose or oh, what would blimey. you do? Do you know what I'd love to do? One of my favourite programmes is Say Yes to the Dress. All right. Bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, I'd love to run or own and run a bridal shop. A bridal shop? Yeah. yeah. I just think it because bride- everybody just one? would be really happy all the time. Yeah. They're, they're getting married and it's all lovely. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, that's what I would love to do. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah they're happy at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they come back four years later for a refund, maybe not. But. Yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> brilliant. Right, that's unless you've got anything out. Where can we find uh, the Lakeside online and stuff? So um, it's Lakeside underscore Village dot co dot uk. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just come down and see us. Would be more brilliant. than thrilled. Any plans? Anybody. Any plans to go on TikTok? Do you know? I'd, we talked about this last week. Uh, it's not really our customer, no, unfortunately, yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> you never know. You might see me doing a boomerang or something like yeah. that, but <laughs> you never know. Watch this space. Yeah, yeah. Watch this space. Right, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed uh, speaking to me you. Me too. It's been lovely. Thank you.